This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 97 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Enjoy today's tip. Hey, it's Glenn the Geek back with you from Lexington, Kentucky, and you're listening to Horse Tip Daily. Today we have back with us international dressage rider Debbie McDonald. She's co-host of the Dressage Radio Show. Debbie is an international dressage competitor, trainer, and teacher with Olympic and World Equestrian Games medals. Well respected throughout the world for her talents, Debbie is a sought-after clinician. This tip is taken from episode 27 of the Dressage Radio Show. If you'd like to hear the whole show, please take a listen at dressageradio.com. That episode had a fantastic interview with young rider champion Cassie Bartow. Here is Debbie and host Chris Stafford from that show. I mean, you said it, it's back to the basics. And um, one of the things that, that I find incredibly helpful in, in everyday training is, you know, I get, a, you know, I'll get on, take them for a walk, you know, hardly any feel, just letting them be normal horses for about whatever, 10, 15 minutes. And then I'll do the warm up exercises. But then when it when before I really, really try to start getting down to work, I pretty much will run through most most of the, the lateral work, the shoulder in, little haunches in, Ron Bear, half passes, walk pirouettes, and do it all at the walk. Um, you're never going to be able to do it better in the trotter if you cannot achieve it in the walk. And that means you've got to have a good connection from the horse's in, you know, hind end to the hand and through a connection through your seat and leg aids. Um, it's just a whole Thing. It's, you'd be amazed if people just take the time to do a lot of their work and walk, how much you really can achieve and how much easier when you start to work, things really become. Yes, I totally agree with you, Debbie. And, I, and it is such an important tip that is because, you know, the bottom line is you don't run before you can walk. And a, and a lot of That's people right. think that they have to. They think they have to achieve it. It, and very often, as I'm sure you find, Debbie, they think they have to achieve some of these movements at the trot. That's the that's the pace of of of, of where they, they they have to achieve a lot of the of those movements. They don't think of them so much as is doing them at the walk and getting them, you know, getting the responses that you need, getting your leg aids correct and getting the horse coming through to your hand correctly. Um, exactly. So much can be done walk. And I think possibly, Debbie, it could be that, you know, a lot of people find it boring to, to work at the walk. Well, you have a very good point there. I think that is a very good point. I think people want to get, you know, get to it, have fun and, you know, do the more, you know, exciting things. But, um, to be honest, I mean, it helps the horse understand what it's, it's to do. Um, I think a lot of people maybe might be afraid of the walk because they've been told they ruin the walk if they do it. Well, you can ruin the walk, absolutely. But when you're riding things like shoulder in and and Ron Bear and, and half passes and leg yields, you're, you're not going to ruin the walk if you've got the correct approach to it if you're you know running them off their feet and anything you're going to not it's not going to work so i don't i think riders need to not be afraid of the walk and like you said it might seem boring but i'll tell you what it's 
uh, it's a huge, huge education for the horses to understand what's to come. And also, not only just to understand the aids and 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 the training, the the training aids to achieve what you're trying to achieve, but also to instill the discipline with the horse of being responsive in the way that he needs to be before you can move up through the paces. Well, that absolutely. I mean, you you'll find your holes. Let me tell you. I mean, if you even when you're schooling a, a walk pirouette and you find that that horse is not responsive off your aids. Um, and you're you're having a heck of a time doing it at the walk. Let me tell you, it is not going to get any easier if you're riding a horse, you know, in the fourth level and above, and trying to start schooling on those canter pirouettes because there's no difference. If that horse doesn't respond in the walk, you are not going to get it in the canter either. So yeah. there's, it's just there's. I, I just really can't emphasize enough people taking the time or going back if they have trouble and doing it again yeah. in the walk. It, well, that's a, that's another important part of this, isn't it, Debbie? That you must always remember you can go back. You know, I yeah. think it's rather like you know when you're jumping a horse, Deb, and you you know you'll jump him at two foot two foot six, and that's going very well, and then you put it up a few inches, and, and then he starts hitting it in front or behind or something, and the gymnastic exercises you're doing are not quite as effective. Well, lower the fence, go back, lower the fence, well, and, you, and establish it. And so you have a very good point there. You have a very good point there because if you're jumping a horse, this is a very good, a very good analogy. Actually, I love that you brought it up because you take a horse that you're jumping three foot and you bump it up to three six and it gets a hit and now it's afraid. Yeah. So the only way you're going to build that horse's confidence back up is by taking it back down, and yeah. it's no different dressage. There might not be that element of fear as far as a jump in front of it, but it's got the fear of you as the rider, your hands, your leg, and everything else that revolves around your, your aids becoming, you know, exactly what you want them to be. So yes. that's, that's a perfect analogy. Yes. And don't, you know, leave your ego back in the barn or back in the house, because when you get on a horse, <laughs> You, you you really don't need. You've got to be as humble as you can be, and don't don't be afraid to step back down if you you know if you're going too fast or asking asking questions the horse can't answer. I mean, the golden rule is only ask a question the horse can answer, and he's ready for in every way. So I think uh, I think we've co- hopefully conveyed that as a a, a, u- a useful point of discussion and a, and a training tip for the week, Deb. What a great conversation between Debbie McDonald and Chris Stafford, and I think an important one. I hope uh, everybody got a little bit out of that. You can find the rest of that show. They had a great conversation on Rolker as well, uh, and you can find that at episode number 27 at dressageradio.com. Also, don't forget to check out the Eventing Radio Show this week with Chris Stafford and Jenny Brannigan. That's now live. Uh, they had Lillian Hurd, who is the uh, who, who was just a young rider, a young eventer, who was just chosen uh, to be on the USEF Developing Riders list. And she talks about what that means to her career, and that's something that Jenny Brannigan has been on numerous times. So listen in, Jenny and and uh, Lillian know each other really well it was a fascinating conversation so take a listen at eventingradio.com of course you can drop me an email at glenn with two n's at horseradionetwork.com and you can subscribe to the show just by following the iTunes or Zoom or, or subscription links right on the website at horsetipdaily.com well I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip until then stay safe everyone mm-hmm.